clear the stage and set the sound and lights ablaze If that's the measure you must take to crush the idols Jerk the pews and all the decorations too Until the congregation's few Then have revival And tell your friends that this is where the party ends Until you're broken for your sins You can't be social And seek the Lord and wait for what he has in store And know that great is your reward So just be hopeful Cause you can Sing all you want to, yes you can Sing all you want to You can sing all you want to and still get it wrong Worship is more than a song Take a break from all the plans that you've made And sit at home alone and wait for God to whisper And beg him please to open up his mouth and speak And pray for real upon your knees until they blister And shine a light on every corner of your life Until the pride and lust and lies are in the open Then read the word and put to test the things you've heard Until your heart and soul are stirred and rocked and broken We must not worship something that's not even worth it So clear the stage, make some space for the one who deserves it And anything I put before my God is an idol And anything I want with all my heart is an idol And anything I can't Stop thinking of is an idol And anything that I give all my love is an idol Cause I can sing all I want to, yes I can Sing all I want to We can sing all we want to and still get it wrong. Or
worship is more than a song. Clear the stage and set the sound and lights a place. If that's the measure you must take to crush the idols. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Lord's house. As again, we gather on this beautiful day to worship and celebrate our great and amazing God. What a privilege it is to be able to gather and worship like we are. Uh, what a joy it is to come to God and bring him all of our, our lives, all that's going on in our lives, all of our worries, our fears, our joys, our sorrows, and lay it all here at the foot of the cross and know that he is here to give and answer and whatever it is that we need. It's good to worship the Lord, and I'm glad you are here with us today. Now, just think about what God's going to do today. You know God is going to speak to you today. Really. God himself is gonna to speak to you through his word. As we hear the word of God uh, read, you need to think of God's word coming through that Bible to your ear and your soul. But not only is God gonna to speak to you today, he's gonna to touch you today in the sacrament of the Lord's Supper because we know that in, with, and under the bread and wine is the very body and blood of the Son of God, Jesus himself. So God is gonna speak, God is gonna to touch, God is gonna fill, God is gonna bless, and that's what we call worship, right? And so we're gonna give him our thanks and our praise. The first song we sing today, it's just a, it's a great song. It's, we have every reason to praise the Lord, and we do, don't we? No matter what kind of a week it's been, whether it's a great week or a not so great, whether it's been good or bad or anything in between, we have every reason to praise the Lord, and that's exactly what we'll do today. Looking forward to uh, celebrating with you as we do that. All right, just a couple announcements before we dig in. Happy Father's Day. This is, by the way, the best day of the year, isn't it? I'm just saying. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, uh, this is also the third weekend of the month, and you know in the third weekend at month at Faith, we always give away our loose plate offerings. That's anything that's not in an offering envelope or designated in some way. And so today, our third week offering is gonna go to Camp Luther, uh, that great camp up Northwoods, Wisconsin, that we just are so thankful for how it helps us uh, help our kids get to know and love the Lord, and families have been there too. So you can read out more about that in your announcement bulletin. So third week offering today is Camp Luther. And then the final thing I have for you is some of you may know Dolores Jacobson. She's one of our uh, longtime choir members. She's a church organist, plays for us every Monday night at our Monday worship services. Well, she's having some surgery tomorrow, having some hip work, and she needs to have a place to stay and recover, but her insurance isn't gonna cover that because it's outpatient, and you know how that works with all that insurance stuff, right? So we wanna help Dolores uh, with some of the medical bills that she is going to incur because she can't uh, take care of that on her own. So if you'd like to help Dolores, this beautiful woman of God who has been so helpful to us in ministry here at church for so long, there's a little pink card out on the table in the commons area with a QR scan that you can take a look at. And if you'd like to just give a little something, if we all pitch in a little bit, we can help pay for those bills for Dolores. Uh, that would be wonderful. She would certainly appreciate it. You know, she lives alone. She doesn't have a lot of family here. So her family is you and me, brothers and sisters here at Faith. So if you can help Dolores, that would be awesome. Any questions about that, just let me know. 
All right, uh, we're gonna celebrate and worship God now, so would you please stand as we sing that we indeed have every reason today to praise the Lord.
every reason to praise the Lord. And why? Because he's given us the breath that we have. Um, therefore, we need the Lord. And so let's open our hearts to a time of confession um, and acknowledging our need for him. Lord, I need you. I come to you. I confess to you. I am broken without you. I have sinned against you my name. Hear my confession, Lord, and cleanse me of my sin. I cannot cleanse my sin on my own. Forgive me.
Will you imagine with me what would happen if um, you called up the President of the United States and he said, you know, I'd like to talk with you because I need to say something to you. What do you think the odds are that you'd get his attention? Probably not so good, right? But our God, the one who created the universe, the one who sustains us, the one who we praise, who gives us every breath, who is involved in every person's life on this planet, whenever we call to him, like we just sang and say, God, I need you, he is right there. The God of the universe says, I have time for you. The God of the universe says, I hear you. The God of the universe says, I know you and I love you. It's my joy as one of your pastors to just remind you of what an amazing God we have who never turns his back on us, who never says he doesn't have time for us, who is never too busy to hear us when we call out and ask for grace and forgiveness, but always responds with love, seen so beautifully in Jesus. So remember this, today you are loved and you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. So let's try and say thank you to God. Just try through this song we're gonna sing. It's called Gratitude as we thank him for all that he has done for us and the grace and forgiveness he showers upon us. Please be seated. fall short I've got nothing new How could I express all my gratitude I could sing these songs as I often do Every song must end, and you never do. So I throw up my hands, praising you again and again. Cause all that I have is a
And now we turn to the word of the Lord. And you may know we are in a summer series uh, talking about rethinking the lies that we believe. So today we're, we're in this section where we think about self-lies, lies that we tell ourselves, lies that we believe that rob us of God's joy and peace and purpose in our lives. So today in the message, the, the two lies we're gonna really think about is this lie that I cannot be happy unless everything goes my way, and the second lie we'll look at is, I cannot be happy because my unhappiness is everybody else's fault. And so as we talk about these lies, we wanna hear what the God's word says about where true peace and joy and happiness comes from. So we turn to Philippians chapter four, where St. Paul tells us that he has found the secret to being content or happy in any or every situation. Here are the words of St. Paul. I greatly rejoice in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. This is the word of the Lord. And now Jesus himself weighs in on this issue of what we need to be happy, and he redefines what it means to be blessed in the words of the Beatitudes from Matthew chapter five. And since these are his words, let's rise in honor to him. Now, when he, Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. 
Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you falsely, and say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And this is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, as we get ready to dig into the Word of God, you might want to pull out your little yellow sermon outline. We'll kind of work through the notes together, and we'll be reading some things together today in the message from your, from your notes uh, page. So, uh, as I said, we're talking about these lies that we believe, and today uh, you're going to see, I want to look at those two lies I mentioned earlier. I can't be happy unless things go my way, and all my unhappiness is someone else's fault. But then we're also going to flip the page and talk about the solution. What does God give us and do for us to help us live according to his plan and not according to the lies? So let's just dig right in, shall we? That first lie is this, I can't be happy unless things go my way. I have a friend who was talking to a teenager who was really struggling with life and was a bit depressed and just was not happy. So my friend asked him, what is it that you need in order to be happy? What would you need to have a good day? So without thinking, this, this teenager started rattling off things like this. I want to stay up as late as I can and sleep even later. I don't want to have any kind of curfew. I want my parents to leave me alone. I want my sister to stop nagging me. I want everybody to believe everything that I believe. I, I want the brewers to always win, right? I, I want my boss to leave me alone. I don't want to have to work in the summer. And he just went on and on. Finally, my friend stopped him and said, you do realize that that is never going to happen, that you are never going to get all of those things. And if you believe that that's what you need in order to be happy and live a happy life, you are always going to be sad. See, that's this lie that somehow we've sort of come to believe in our lives that in order to be happy, that everything has to work out the way we want it to work out. Take a look at this test that you can give yourself. I printed it on your outline, right? Are you the type that can only enjoy life if things go the way you want them to? Can you be happy even if your car breaks down, if service is slow in a restaurant, if someone drives like a fool in front of you, or someone posts something stupid on social media, right? Can you still be happy when things don't turn out the way you want them to? Or do the circumstances or people in your life influence or control your joy, right? In other words, is your happiness more or less tied to circumstances or to something else? I think we all can fall into that trap, can't we, right? Of letting the things of life determine our joy, our happiness. But you do know the reality. I printed this also sometimes, or maybe oftentimes, things don't go the way we want them to. It's an inescapable reality of life. Because we live in a broken world filled with broken people, things will never turn out the way we want them to. 
So the bottom line is, if we believe this lie, we will never, ever be happy. So you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, why on earth are we talking about this in church? This sounds sort of like one of my psychology classes in college, doesn't it? Right? This, but it is so important that we understand this lie. Because do you know what God wants for you? God wants you to have joy. God wants life to be filled with joy and happiness. This is God's plan for you. This is God's way of bringing his love into the world to other people through you. And if other people see you walking around grumbling and complaining all the time, if other people see a big old sourpuss, what kind of witness is that to the love of Jesus Christ in your heart? What kind of witness is that to what God has done for you and gives to you in life today? God wants you to have joy and happiness so that you can fulfill his purpose for you in the kingdom. And when we believe this lie, you see, we rob God of giving us the gift of joy. That's why it matters. All right, second lie, right? My unhappiness is somebody else's fault. I started to write down some examples of this. I ran out of space. We are such good at blaming other people for our unhappiness. My parents didn't raise me right. That's why I'm this way, right? This country is so messed up. That's why I can't ever get a break. The law is stupid. That's why I can't be happy. Nobody appreciates me. That's why I can't be happy. My husband is a jerk. That's why I can't be happy. My boss hates me. That's why I can't be happy. I mean, the list goes on and on how we blame other people and their actions that we usually have no control over for our happiness. It's crazy if you think about it, isn't it? That we let ourselves be motivated or controlled by other people's behavior. So here's the test. Imagine you're in a long line at the grocery store. Maybe it's like the day before Thanksgiving. Never shop for groceries the day before Thanksgiving, right? You're in a long line waiting to check out and you see someone come and butt in the line right like three people in front of you. And what's your reaction? Your blood starts to boil. You get all angry and frustrated. You might even reach in your cart and like throw a loaf of bread at them or something. <laughs> or if you're really angry, a can of corn, right? And then you say to yourself, I couldn't help it. That person, butt in line, that person made me angry. That person made me throw that loaf of bread. Well, that's a lie. That person did not make you do anything and did not make you feel anything. But the lie we have somehow come to believe in our lives is that other people's actions control my actions or my feelings. And it's just not true. As I wrote here, the reality is everything you feel and everything you do comes from within you. It's not caused by someone or something else outside of you. We've just got to learn that we control our actions. We control our feelings. We are not victims. See, and here's the bottom line of all of this. If we believe this lie, we will always be a victim to every person and every event that life throws at us. I don't know about you, I don't wanna live that way. And I know God doesn't want us to live that way either. Again, why are we talking about this in church? 
because God has a purpose for you. There's a reason that God made you. There's a reason that God wired you up the way he did. There's a reason he gave you the gifts that you have and placed you in the place in your neighborhood, in the house with the family that you have, because he has a purpose for you. And if we live like we're a victim to the world and everybody in it, we will not be able to accomplish the purpose God has for us. Do you see? These lies matter to our joy and our sense of purpose. So flip the page, please. What's the solution? What does God do or how does God help us avoid the lies and come to believe and follow the joy and purpose he has for us? Well, I printed for you again our epistle lesson from Philippians chapter four. And I'd like for you to join me as we read this together, right? So take a look at the top of that second part of your outline, Philippians four. It's from a different translation than you heard earlier. This is the good news translation. And let's read it together as we're thinking about how does God help us work through these lies. We read, I have learned to be satisfied with what I have. I know what it is to be in need and what it is to have more than enough. I have learned this secret so that anywhere, at any time, I am content. Whether I am full or hungry, whether I have too much or too little, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. That last sentence is the answer to both of these lies we're talking about today, right? We have all that we need, the strength we have in Christ. So what's the key to understanding all of this? It's believing that Christ is indeed all I need. I do not need the approval of others. I don't need to make other people happy. I don't have to have things in my life. Uh, all I need is Christ. And if I have Christ, I have all I need. If I have Christ, I have all the joy I need, all the purpose I need. It was Corey Tenboom coming out of the concentration camps who had this great quote. She said, you may never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Maybe you've heard folks tell those sort of stories, you know, when they were down in the dumps, when they were at the bottom of the barrel is when they felt God's strength and power more than ever and still found joy and still found purpose. It was uh, C.S. Lewis who said, if God is all you have, you have all you need. Right, so the, the answer to these lies is to truly believe that if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if we have Christ in our lives and his grace and his love and his purpose, we have all we need. That nothing in the world can ever take that away from us. And that's the secret of contentment in any and every situation. If we have Christ, we have all we need. And so how does this work itself out, right? How do we apply that? There's two words here, security and significance. If we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we have security which means we have unconditional love and acceptance. It means that we are loved exactly for who we are, all of our good and all of our bad. We are unconditionally loved and he will never turn his back on us. And we have significance, which means purpose. There's a reason to get up every day. There's a sense of God has us here to do something and accomplish something great in the kingdom of God. And those two things, significance and security, can never be taken away from us. No matter what's going on around us in the world, no matter what people say or do, 
we have significance and security through a relationship with our amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So what's the answer to it all? Christ is all I need. Now, if this is something that's sort of a, something you wanna know more about or think more about, I printed a little on the bottom of your outline, a link to a four-hour Saturday seminar I did on this topic, The Secret of Contentment. If you'd like to go back and watch that, you can see that link is there. You can also get on our website, faithfoxvalley.org, and find it there, and just spend some time thinking more about the secret of contentment, how Christ is all we need. So friends, God bless you as you uh, know the difference between these lies that turn us away from true joy and peace and purpose, and instead turn to Christ, who is all we need. Amen? Amen. Well, now we're going to say thank you to God for what he has done for us, what he has given us through the giving of our offerings. And so as the ushers come by, I want to remind you it's the third weekend of the month, so all of our loose plate offerings today go to Camp Luther. And I also want to thank you for your givings as we lift up the name of Jesus Christ together. Open my eyes
this next song, sing it with me. Now let's bow our heads as we come to our amazing God in prayer, knowing that he always answers according to what he knows is best. Almighty God, we know through your son Jesus, our Redeemer and our Savior, that you commanded us to love our enemies, to do good to those who hate us, and to pray for those who persecute us. We remember how Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. And so Lord, by your spirit, lead our enemies to true repentance and help us to forgive those who have wronged us and those we love. Almighty God, you desire all your children to return home to you, to spend eternity with you, and you ask us to witness and tell the story of your love to others in the name of Jesus. We remember how Jesus himself said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And so Father, by your spirit, Turn the lost from their false gods and their false lies and help us to be your ambassadors of love and forgiveness through our acts of humble service. Almighty God, you desire us to live in peace and harmony with one another and especially within our families. St. Paul tells us that love is patient and kind it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrongs. And so Lord, by your spirit, bless our homes, bless our family relationships, bless our marriages and keep them strong so that they may always reflect Christian love to others and magnify your holy name. Almighty God, in this earthly life, we sometimes endure hardship and pain. Things don't always go the way we'd like. But you have given us a Savior, Jesus Christ, who loves us unconditionally and asks us to come to him to find real joy, real peace, and real strength. 
In fact, Jesus himself said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So, Father, by your Spirit, look with favor upon the suffering and grant them comfort and healing according to your gracious will. Today we pause to pray for those we know need your healing touch in recovery or facing surgery. We lift up Dolores Jacobson, Bob Zulsdorf, who is on hospice facing his last days, Cindy Hoppe, Joan Mueller, Shirley Schrader, and the many others on our ongoing health and healing prayer page. Lord, we pray you would reach into their lives with your grace and your love, and if it is your will, bring healing. Lord, we celebrate today the many blessings of life also. For example, we rejoice with little Louis J. Kelsey and his family as he will be brought to the font of holy baptism in just an hour or so. Lord, we're rejoicing in this little one and pray it is the beginning of a life full of your blessings in he and his family's life. And we rejoice in those celebrating anniversaries of their marriage and the love and life they share together. And so we celebrate with Brian and Jennifer Zager in 35 years. And we celebrate with Larry and Darlene Peterson in 65 years as husband and wife. Lord, for these and all couples, may your love shine that they are a beacon to their children and so many others. And finally, Lord, we pray for our Lutheran Women's Missionary League National Convention, which will happen this week. Lord, as the ladies gather from around the world, we pray that you would bless their time, that you would encourage them, that you would give them vision for a future of sharing the good news of Jesus and bring them all home safe. And so into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we join together in the prayer Jesus himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Friends, this sacrament gives us such peace and joy. So take a moment now to share that peace and joy with those around you before you are seated and come to the Lord's table.
Now, if you're able, would you stand? Brothers and sisters, may this true body and blood of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the true faith until life everlasting. Go now in the peace, joy, and great forgiveness of God. Amen. Amen. And as you go, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and forever give you his peace. Amen.